Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Future planning is stressful. It really does require us to imagine the worst case scenario and try to create a plan for how we would want our assets to be divided up, who would potentially take care of our children, and even how much money you'll leave for your family when you pass. It's tough but it's necessary. That's why I'm so excited to chat today about wills and life insurance and how do you plan for the future. And it's a really important topic because it's something that we all need to think about. And too many times we don't dive into that topic because it's uncomfortable and it really does make us almost have to deal with our mortality, which is kind of scary for most people. Today's guest is really exciting because he breaks this stuff down in a very simple and easy to understand manner. But before I dive into Josh, today's guest and all of his awesomeness, I want to share a really great Great money win with you. This money win comes from Yonel. She says, I saved $333. It's for two people, my boyfriend and I. And this also gave me an idea to have a potluck with family and then just some gifts for nieces and nephews. Hashtag money win. Yonel is part of the countdown to Christmas challenge that I've been doing for about a month now. And so it's so cool to see that she's been able to save over $300 for Christmas and for the future. I think this is so smart because she's participating in a different type of future planning, but also a very important one to make sure that you stay on track with your current financial goals. So congrats to you and your money win. I am so, so proud of you for having the courage to save money now to change your, your new year so that you're not walking into the new year with debt and stress and even the potluck. What a great idea. I think that's such a cool way to go. And I'm super proud of you and your money win. All right, let's dive into today's guest. Josh Hackathorn is an entrepreneur, investor, and nationally recognized expert on credit cards, credit scoring, and even credit reporting. He holds a bachelor's in management from Brigham Young University's Marriott School of Business, and he even has an MBA from Seattle University. So he currently lives in Seattle, and in his free time, he partakes in ultra marathons. Can you imagine that? That I've, I've always been so fascinated with that, but I don't think I have it in me to do those. They seem a little intense for me, but he has really created an incredible a business at tomorrow. And it's really awesome because it helps you get, get some thought process and some documentation around these really complex topics of future planning in an easy and more importantly, easy to access way. In this episode, we talk about why that traditional process of getting a will, life insurance, and estate planning inspired Josh to create tomorrow. We talk a little bit about the reasons why we actually put off planning for the future. We talk about his first vacation away from the kids and how for a lot of people that can trigger some serious need for planning. It can also trigger a lot of anxiety among other things, but it really helps us put our mortality into perspective sometimes when you take that first vacation away from your kids. 
We talked about considerations when determining how much insurance you actually need, the ladder strategy for saving money on life insurance, and an honest conversation on whether you need term versus whole life insurance. Super important stuff to know. I am so excited for this conversation. And more importantly, I'm excited to introduce you to my new friend, Josh Heckathorn from tomorrow.me. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined by my new friend, Josh Heckathorn from tomorrow.me. Josh, thank you so much for hanging out. It's a true pleasure. It is a pleasure. Thank you, Whitney. And you're in Seattle, is that correct? I'm based in beautiful, wet, and rainy Seattle, Washington. Is it raining today? A light drizzle. You know, that's what we tend to get here. <laughs> a, little, a little London weather, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Josh, tell us a little bit about your, what do you, what, like, what are you up to today? How do you introduce yourself? So I am a founder of a company called Tomorrow, and we've built an app that helps families make important decisions about the future together. Uh, and I'm talking about really important things that are often kind of put in the bucket of adulting, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm talking about things like choosing guardians for your children, uh, choosing executor to oversee your your assets if something were to happen to you, uh, generating important legal documents like wills and trusts, all of these things that uh, tend to end up on many of our permanent to-do lists. We make it easy and super fast to do with tomorrow. So uh, and so, yeah, we launched the company back in 2016 and we're based in Seattle and We've got over 200,000 users in the app now, so we're really excited for the growth that we've seen thus far. Ah, uh, congrats. That's so big. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, okay, tell us a little bit about how did you how did you even co-found this company? What was the inspiration behind starting it? I'll share a couple things, a couple personal stories, actually. When I was 19 years old, my father was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. He was... 48. He was a pretty young guy. He was otherwise quite healthy. He was in the prime of his career and earning years. And, and it was a big emotional surprise to our family, right? We just weren't expecting it. Um, and fortunately, my father was a pretty responsible guy. He had taken care of all these adulting things. Uh, and because of that, you know, I've greatly benefited in my life. I learned the importance at a young age of having a proper amount of life insurance in place, especially if you're the primary wage earner for a family, of making sure that you have these important legal documents in place so that if something were to happen and you're gone, you're not leaving your loved ones with a mess to figure out, which happens all the time, right? And and when you think about it, like no one wants to leave a mess behind for those you care about to deal with, especially when something tragic and surprising happens, you know, at a time when your family should really just be focusing on grieving uh, your loss and they get thrust into having to deal with all these financial problems. And it's, it's a real mess. So I learned from a young age, the importance of these things. And then, and then in my mid thirties, I had a, I had a close friend who, uh, she was 38. She, uh, passed away unexpectedly in her sleep mm. one night from, uh, and it was the first time I had someone close in age to me actually pass away unexpectedly like that. And it really kind of triggered all of these emotions and thoughts again, like, 
hey, I'm in my 30s too, and I have two young kids now. And I know the importance of these things, and I still haven't done them. I hadn't done them, right? <laughs> right? Uh, so, so, I, so I went out, and I, I went through the traditional experience, right, of getting some recommendations for estate planning attorneys, meeting with them, interviewing them. Uh, it was terrible. It took a long time. We're talking like six months or more, spent thousands of dollars, uh, lived on email back and forth, trying to like get the documents in place. And at the end of the day, what do I get? I get this huge binder full of documents with a bunch of instructions for what do I have to do next. Right. And then it took me another year right <laughs> actually executed probably you know it, i was at the end of it i was like you know what it's no wonder two-thirds of americans like don't have anything in place and if you look at the primary parents of young children like millennials say ages you know 20 to 40 or so it, the number's worse it's probably it's uh, last i saw like 78 percent of millennials have nothing in place wow so i just looked at that and i was like you know what somebody can do this better and I think we have a better shot than anyone of, of modernizing this process of making it more engaging, making it one that's more social, actually, with your loved ones, uh, not as isolated and making it cheaper and in, in many cases free. That's so that, amazing. those two experiences really drove me to the point where with my business partners, uh, we started working on designing the product and uh, raising money and building a team and and uh it's been a super fun ride thus far. And stressful, I'm sure. <laughs> stressful, yeah. <laughs> Startups are not always fun. They, they look like they're this like gleaning great right. opportunity. And then on the back end, it's like chaos. So I, I respect that for sure. So what there were you doing? A lot of stress. Yeah, I can imagine. What were you doing before tomorrow? What were you up to then? I actually uh, founded and ran an, a, another business called creditnet.com, which was a... a this is like pre-nerd wallet days, you know, mm-hmm. early days of uh, of online uh, credit card marketplaces. Oh, cool! So we were in, we were one of the top ten online credit mark credit card marketplaces. We provided a lot of free information around how to improve your credit scores, mm-hmm. uh, and had an active community helping folks who were dealing with credit issues and trying to uh, improve their scores and find the right credit cards for their for their specific needs. So. Uh, I ran that company for about five years. Very cool. So you've always been kind of entrepreneurial. Were you as a kid too? You know, I really wasn't. I, I think, well, I think I always had entrepreneurial desires, but, you know, my father was like the typical, you know, work for the same company for 30 plus years and yes, <laughs> totally. worked up to the top, like many of, you know, probably those in my age group, I'm 40 this year. Uh, probably many of our parents were the same. Uh, so I think I kind of looked at that and I, I always dreamed of having the the corner office in some large financial firm or something. But as I, as I uh, went to grad school and kind of started living that life, I realized it's not all as cracked up to be and started, uh, getting into my own ventures, which has been Amazing. Definitely the, the best choice, I think, for, for me and my life and my family. I think it's so smart. And the, the piece that I think is important, too, is you touched on a lot of us don't take that extra step to get the documentation put in place if we were to pass when we pass away, I should say, not if <laughs> we're all going to at some point. But we don't yeah. take that extra time. So a lot of it is just a time thing. What are some of the other reasons why you think people don't actually take this documentation further? 
Well, there's certainly the there's certainly the lack of urgency, right? Uh, I think one of the main reasons is because people get caught up in feeling like the decision. You know, take take choosing a guardian for your children, for example. You might get stuck in this analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you just can't decide because the decision feels very final, right? And maybe you and your partner, spouse are talking about it and you just can't decide. So a decision never gets made and the documents never get drawn up and nothing ever gets handled, right? Which, which is one of our messages at Tomorrow is like we're trying to make the process not feel as final because we're trying to make it uh, be easier for you to to make decisions that you can change and update your documents really easy without having to spend another thousand bucks to change a name yeah. in a document. Right. Imagine that. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think that's one, that's one of the big problems is, is uh, people just have a hard time making those key decisions around guardianship or choosing an executor, right? In order to finish your will, if you have kids, you have to choose a guardian. You have to choose an executor who would oversee your uh, your assets uh, if you were to pass on, and people have a hard time making those those decisions. So I think that's one. The expense is of course huge a problem, like mm-hmm. especially for younger people. You know, it, it, the importance of these things might be somewhat high on your list, but uh, you'd rather spend that money on a vacation, right? I mean, let's be real. <laughs> uh, like, oh, well, we got. Would I rather spend fifteen hundred bucks or two grand on these documents, or we can take the family to Disneyland this this summer or something? You know, yeah. it's uh, the expense is certainly a problem, uh, and I think the uh, one of our our key missions is especially to provide wills completely for free at Tomorrow to every family in America. That's so cool. And you mentioned you've got two young kids yourself. So when did all of this stuff start to like really get real for you? What At what point in your life was it like, okay, we've got kids, we've got to get the will in place, we've got to get life insurance. Like when did that officially become an issue for you? I think the life insurance was top of mind early on. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was certainly, I certainly had life insurance in place first before I ever looked at getting my uh, estate planning documents in place. And so, uh, but it was really, it was my mid thirties for me. And I think that's very common. Yeah. I think like our average tomorrow user is like a 35 year old woman, right? So it's a time in life, especially maybe you've just had your first child. Um, I've, I've often found in talking to our users, uh, one of the first times that people think about these things, uh, and it was the, the same case for me, is when you take, your very first vacation without the kid. Interesting. Right. It's like, maybe you've had your first child and, and now you're planning a vacation, you and your spouse or partner, and you're going to go to Mexico or something. And you're leaving your child with the in-laws or brother-in-law or sister-in-law. And you're like, Oh, we should really have a will in place. Mm -hmm. And we should really have life insurance. What if we never came back? Like no one wants to think about that, but it happens, right? And you want to be prepared for it. So like uh, that first vacation without the children is a time when many, many people think about this for the first time uh, and they start looking for solutions. And then they realize like, 
there's not many solutions that allow you to take care of these things quickly or easily. <laughs> no, it's it's such a old school model. That's why I always appreciate when technology can change things and make it a little bit more approachable and just easier to understand. So I always think that's so cool. When yeah. when you were approaching the life insurance conversation, how okay, how did you even determine this is roughly how much coverage I need? How did you make that decision? So for me, I'm a very analytical person, so I like to get really into the, the nitty gritty of things, right? <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, but you could, for everyone, you, you can, there's simple ways too. I mean, you could simply look at your income and say like, you know, maybe I should have life insurance in place that's 10x my income. Or would that be enough? You know, for me, I like to look specifically at like, well, what kind of debts do I have? Yeah. Uh, and because... I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to leave a bunch of debt for my loved ones if something were to happen to me, right? So I'd want to make sure that I have a financial product in place uh, that would provide enough uh, funds to cover those debts if something were to happen to me. Um, so you look at your largest debt. Maybe you have a mortgage, uh, and that mortgage is a quarter million dollars, right? You'd want to make sure that you have at least enough term life insurance terms the, the right product for the vast majority of people right uh, especially our tomorrow users so i'm going to talk about term life here not other types of permanent life insurance but uh, look at those large debts maybe you have some maybe you have credit card debt maybe you have an auto loan uh, add up all those those debts right and then take if you have children and you haven't started saving or you don't have enough money to pay for their college educations maybe you want to think about like hey, should I have enough life insurance uh, that would make sure that my children's educations would be covered? Uh, you'll find that quickly these numbers can add up to like a million bucks right off the bat. Right? Easily. You know? Yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, they might hear that million dollar number and say, like, oh, I don't need a million dollars. Like, that's a lot of money. Uh, but really, if you think about it, you know, if you have a mortgage, you want to make sure your children's educations are covered if something were to happen to you unexpectedly. Um, you want to make sure that your family would have some time to figure things out financially. So that they actually have some replacement income, you know, for a period of time, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you, you would look at, Oh, my family would need maybe $5,000 a month to make sure that all of the expenses were covered. And how many years would I want to cover that for? Like, these are all calculations you can quickly do on a napkin and say like, okay, I've got that quarter million dollar mortgage. I want to make sure that each of my kids have hundred K to cover their college educations. That's 450,000. Want to make sure that they have uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars of replacement income. Our, all of a sudden you're at 700,000, $700,000 of term life insurance. And that might be the right number for you, but it, it's really kind of a needs assessment process. Mm -hmm. uh, there's many calculators online. Uh, the tomorrow app does it for you based upon what we know about you, what we learn about you, uh, as you, as we take you through these, our experience. So there's many ways to quickly get some quick and dirty numbers on, uh, how much life insurance you should have in place. That's so cool. I like that. And I know, um, I mean, I'm definitely not an insurance broker, so I can't really say, yes, you should go sign up for term. I do tend to prefer that personally as well. I think it's just a, a better options, a bigger bang for your buck from what I've seen. In general, if somebody's looking into life insurance, I know one of the questions is, yes, how much do I need? So we covered how to calculate that. 
But then the second question that a lot of people have is this, it's almost a fear. If I sign up for a 10-year term plan for this much money, and all of a sudden my life starts to change, I have triplets instead of just one child. Now that's a different number. Can you change that number once you actually purchase the term plan? So have you ever heard of a company called Ladder Life? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the coolest things about Ladder is they ladder up and ladder down your policies. Um, so as your life changes, you can actually increase your coverage, uh, possibly without having to go through any additional re-underwriting, right? right. Uh, and, or you could ladder it down. You know, maybe you just uh, sold your home and you paid off your mortgage. You don't need to cover that mortgage anymore. Uh, you can ladder down your policy. And, and uh, we'll, I think we'll continue to see life insurance, term life insurance products that provide more flexibility in that regard. Uh, but another thing to think about is, you know, many people look at say a 10 year term or 20 year term on a life insurance policy and scares them because they feel like, well, I'm locking myself into this, this rate for 20 years. And people forget that, you know, it's not like a, not like a mortgage, you know, you you stop paying your mortgage and they're gonna take your house, right? (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) It's like, you can stop paying your life insurance policy and it'll get canceled, Nothing. I mean, the premiums that you have paid were to provide coverage during a period of time, and you had coverage during that time. If you stop paying, then you'll lose your coverage. But you know, it's you can do that, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's a lot of confusion sometimes around term life. People feel like, oh, I'm signing a contract that locks me into this rate that's right. on a monthly basis for the next 20 years. And yes, that's true if you want to keep the coverage in place, but you don't have to. And, and <laughs> often there's there's no there's no penalties for that too. Mm-hmm. When you were approaching this this new industry, I mean, I understand you had a lot of personal experience with your family situation and the loss of your friends, so you you kind of had a pretty good idea of why it's so critical and so important. But how did you make the decision between whole life and term life? I know that that can be really complicated and confusing. Well, we looked at what product would serve the needs of most of our target users uh and and for our demographic for the types of people who are interested in using tomorrow uh 99 of the time is going to be the right product right Uh, it's also by far the the cheapest way to provide the maximum amount of financial protection for your family uh so uh that's why I think it's it's just the best option. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree too. And I, I've seen the numbers and I've seen the math and it's drastically different. I think one stat that I read was something like it was 250 or $300 per month more expensive to go with whole life insurance versus a term policy. And that's oh, yeah, like sure. crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're providing permanent coverage, right, for your entire life. Um and you're actually building a cash value mm-hmm. uh, in your policy, right? So very, very different, very different type of product. With with term, uh, you know, frankly, for if you're a healthy like 30 year old male, I mean, you can probably get a half a million dollars of coverage for like 30 bucks or less. I know, right? It's so crazy. Uh, so it's it's a it's a very inexpensive product that can provide. You think about what a half a million dollars could do for a lot of families, especially young families, if something tragic were to happen. I mean, 
if you're like me, you probably, you probably see GoFundMes pop up in your social media feeds all the time, right? For families or people who seem like life is going along great. They've got everything. Uh, they're doing everything right. And then the unexpected happens and no one's prepared. It, it, there's not even enough money to cover the cost of a funeral, right? And GoFundMe's pop up to help raise funds from friends and family and the community just to like cover the funeral and make sure that the family has uh, a little bit of money to figure things out mm. financially. And, you know, I don't want that to to be something that happens when I'm <laughs> when oh. I'm gone, right? Like, right. I don't think any any I don't think anyone really wants that, right? We want to make sure that we're responsible and that we're prepared, and and that our loved ones. Uh, I think it's a way to show our loved ones that we we really do care about them. I totally agree because I, I think you're you're hitting on a couple pieces. Like nobody wants that to be their situation where their family's then saying. I've got to set up a GoFundMe to pay for funeral costs, but yet our actions are telling us that we're not taking that step. So it's like, if it's important to you, make it work, make it happen. And anymore, like there's so many apps and technology and and ways that you can get access to that, that I think it's, there's almost no excuse today. It's, it's all out there. You just have to go take what an hour maybe to get everything set up. It doesn't even take very long anymore. Agreed. Yeah. hundred percent. So if somebody were to go through and like from start to finish, get coverage and set up a will, how long does it typically take the average tomorrow user? You could complete the will in less than 10 minutes. If you have children, choose guardians, invite them uh, to play that role in your tomorrow, which I think we think is a cool part about tomorrow cool. because we're actually facilitating those conversations uh, in the app. So, uh, that was something that was really important to us because uh, in the traditional <laughs> process, you know, lots of times names end up in these documents and there's never been a conversation about uh, what the role even means or what the oh. responsibilities are. Uh, have you ever seen Manchester by the Sea? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he just finds out out of the blue, right? I think it's his brother that passes away and surprise. the attorney calls him in the office like, hey, surprise, you've been named as a guardian for your nephew. And he's like, no. <laughs> I don't want this. Uh, names end up all the time in, in these legal documents uh, and conversations have never taken place. So that would not happen with tomorrow. Uh, and that was important to us to build that into the experience. Uh <clears throat> I love it. I think so, it, it's so interesting too that I can just imagine like, if, especially like you've got two kids now, if you didn't have any of those conversations of who's going to be the legal guardian, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, by the way, you're taking care of my kids when I die. No pressure. <laughs> like that's so crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when you were creating tomorrow, what were you mentioned the the piece where you can invite other people. What were some of the other features that you decided to include that are maybe a little bit unique or different compared to other platforms? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we added in a really cool feature called uh, Tomorrow Memories, which uh, actually the app itself will tee up for you very specific questions based upon your age and place in life. And, and uh, these questions are based on your family graph. So let's say you, Whitney, added your 
uh, sister-in-law to your tomorrow to play a specific role. Mm -hmm. And maybe we would tee up a question for you that says like, uh, what was your, what did you first think about your sister-in-law when, when you met her, uh, for the first time or, you know, uh, we help tee up these questions and then allow you to record memories, uh, and save them or share them in the future with, uh, those who live in your tomorrow. Uh, so, we, we thought that was a really cool feature that brings more of like an emotional component to the app, mm-hmm. right? Big time. Yeah. Uh, you can choose guardians for your pets, which is something that... Stop uh, it. I need this. Yes, you do. So this is a huge problem in America because there's... I, I don't know of any other tool that allows you to do this and easily uh, and actually choose guardians for your pets and actually make sure that, that they live uh, in your legal documents. Uh, and so that's a, a really cool feature that we're finding a lot of uh, tomorrow users really love because they, they pets are like our children, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're preaching the choir on this one, my friend. <laughs> and, there, and, and there are sadly millions of pets that end up every year in humane societies with uh, no owners. And often they are euthanized because there's no plan for them in place. So uh, we're actually really interested in in launching a partnership uh, with another Seattle company named uh, Rover. And we would love to work with them to uh, really kind of reach uh, this population of pet owners and help them understand the importance of choosing guardians for their for their pets and making sure that it's part of their their plan. That is so killer. Yeah, you were like definitely preaching, especially because millennials even more too are even having kids much later in life. So their pets become their children. And yeah, that is so funny. I've never even thought about that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Clever. Very clever. Okay. So hypothetically, if somebody does not get off their butt and get a will and life insurance in place and they were to pass away, what happens? Like, what's that process like if you don't have those documents and that term life insurance in place? What, what happens to people? Yeah, another great question. I should be clear that uh, I am a licensed provider of life and health insurance uh, nationwide. I am not an estate planning attorney. So anything I talk about here in regards to like probate and estate planning is just based upon my experience running tomorrow as well as, as my life experience uh, we do have in-house attorneys at Tomorrow who have written all of our proprietary documents, and we have a board of 52 attorneys across the country uh, who are reviewing our documents to make sure they meet state-specific laws. Uh, but I am not a state an estate planning attorney, so I just want to be clear on that. Uh, so your question about passing away with nothing in place, well, there's a term that's called intestate, and if you pass away intestate, that means that you have no will in place. So the probate process that occurs just happens in accordance with your state laws, right? Um, So if you have a will, that probate process is carried out in accordance with your wishes. So you can kind of think of probate like like your final fiscal accounting, right? Uh, Everyone has, uh, you may have debts, you may have assets, those debts and assets need to be properly accounted for after you pass away. And probate uh, is a process that takes care of that. So before, like we were talking about how tomorrow helps you choose an executor, mm-hmm. right? That's an important decision to make because if you don't have a will, if you haven't chosen an executor, 
the state just chooses someone. Uh, and so you have, if you don't take care of, if you don't plan ahead, you have no ability to choose someone who you trust, someone who's close to you, someone that you really want to make sure knows your wishes. Uh, you don't, you don't get to choose that. Hmm. Uh, but if you do have a will in place and if you've chosen an executor, uh, then the probate process is carried out according to your wishes. Uh, and, and there's other ways. I don't know how comp, I don't know how deep you want to get on utilization of revocable living trusts and things, but there's ways to help avoid spending a lot of time in probate and also some of the fees and, and things that can be associated with a long probate process. Mm. Uh, yeah. That, so not, not a fun situation. Sounds like lots of money. And lots of headaches that go along with it. It could be. All states are different. Some states are worse than others. Uh, California, especially from what I've seen and heard, it can be uh, a real pain. Uh, and California, can also, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, especially since you can, you can get a fully customized legal will in place for free. Uh, there's really no reason not to do it. Uh, and I think everyone would, would like the peace of mind knowing that if, if something were to happen to you, that your wishes would be carried out, uh, by someone that you trust. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's what you can take care of with the will. I love this, Josh. This has been such a good conversation. I really do appreciate your time, but before we officially part ways, are you down for some rapid fire questions? Rapid fire. Oh, sure. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> Putting you on the spot there, huh? I didn't, I didn't get prepped here at all. So no, nobody <laughs> does. That's, that's part of the fun. <laughs> okay. So my first question for you is what is one purchase you recently made that has made your life better? So I'm not a very materialistic type of person. I don't <laughs> buy a lot of things, that's good. Uh, but I would say that the most recent thing I've purchased, I'm, I'm a big outdoorsy person. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of, uh, this is going to sound like a weird answer, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. I, I've been doing a lot here in the Northwest of glacier travel and climbing. Yes. Uh, and I, I spent a good amount of change on this tiny device called a mini traction device, which allows me to get myself out of, a crevasse if I fall into it. <laughs> That's so important, and, though. <laughs> and so it, it was a great purchase. I, I think it's well worth the money spent. Oh, heck yeah. Then you don't have to use your life insurance, right? <laughs> Not right, yet. Right. Don't tell my life insurance carrier I do that. Yeah, no doubt. So. We'll, we'll edit that out. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I love that. That's like definitely one of the more unique answers. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, my second question for you is I, I personally am very obsessed with people's morning routines. I find them to be just so interesting. So what is your current morning routine? My current morning routine involves, uh, always involves exercise. I, I'm a big, I, I do ultra marathons. Uh, so I, I run like hundred mile races and things like that to the mountains. So, uh, I specifically avoid looking at my phone when I first get up. Uh, it was something that became a habit for me a few years back, uh, and I hated it. So I make sure the very first thing when I do, uh, when I get up in the morning is, 
I, I'm a religious person and I, I do some morning study and, and prayer and then I run and I get my morning exercise in. And those are the first two things I do every day. Wow. How many miles are you putting in in the mornings? Uh, I do about anywhere between 30 to 50 miles a week. Uh, so often six to 10 miles in the morning. That's so cool. And how many ultras have you done so far? I think the latest count is maybe maybe 10 or a dozen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's going to have to be like uh, another episode, too, on how to do that. <laughs> I've done three 100-mile races uh, and really enjoy the 100-mile distance, but it's also super hard. I've, I've had one good 100-mile race out of three. The other two were kind of, <laughs> kind of a train wreck. What does is, what is a good 100-mile race look like? Meaning I didn't spend the second half of it puking the entire time. <laughs> like crawling? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Very, very cool. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to chat about that at some point. I think that's such an interesting hobby and something to keep you busy for sure. Okay, so my next question for you is where is one location that you're dying to travel to? New Guinea. Really? Okay. What about it is interesting to you? I just I've had some friends who went that just had great experiences thought it was awesome. I would love to check out New Guinea as, as well as New Zealand. Love it. Never been to that area of the world before. Me neither. That would be a really fun place. All the pictures look incredible. Beautiful. If, if you're an outdoorsy type person like I am, uh, there's just so much to do and so much beauty. When I, I do a lot of traveling, I, I always feel like I'm I, – I enjoy seeing the outdoors and nature when I travel and not as much just like – going to museums and seeing man-made things. Although there are many things that are beautiful and we're seeing, but uh, I like to go, I like to go places where I can be in the outdoors and see uh, nature at its best. Yeah. You got to come back to Idaho and go over by the Sun San- Valley area. There's some great hiking over there. Uh, right. I have been a beautiful, beautiful area. I love it. Okay. My final yeah. question for you is in your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? The secret to financial success. Um, I got to say that, number one, you always need to save more than you spend. Basic rule, right? Mm-hmm. If you save more than you spend from early on, uh, eventually you'll find out how to have financial success. Um, I think that's the key. I love it. Josh, thank you so much for your time. For everybody listening in, where can they go to learn more about your products and where can they go to hang out with you? Yeah, check out tomorrow.me. So tomorrow.me to learn more about uh, our company and what we've built. And we're on Facebook at Tomorrow Ideas and, uh, and on Twitter as well at Tomorrow Ideas. So check us out and download the app. You can go to the App Store Uh, It's completely free, or if you're on Android, you can go to the Google Play Store and search for tomorrow and download the app and check it out. I love it. Josh, thank you again for your time. It's been a true pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks again. 
All right. What'd you think of the conversation? I really loved it. I thought it was really interesting. And more than anything, it kind of reminded me that I need to get my own stuff together when it comes to estate planning and revisit my own will and my estate to see what would happen when I die. Who do, is there any changes? Who do I want my stuff to go to? And more importantly, how do I want my stuff to be divided up? That was my big takeaway. I really appreciated the conversation because it's a difficult one, but it's an important one. So I hope you enjoyed this one as well. And if you have not yet done so, and you have been listening to this show for a little while, do me the biggest favor and leave a five-star review. It means the world to me and it really helps this show attract really awesome guests like Josh and really get in front of more people and continue growing and sharing the good message of personal finance. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. I hope you're having a great week and I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye. Bye.